has been silent for too long must take America back. We want America back. of prayer shouldn't we do more praying than just a couple times 
here. These men met to pray. I don't know if you've ever been involved with church any amount of time, but normally prayer meetings are the least and the lowest attended service or event that would take place. I, we've had men's we've had men's breakfast here, and they've done great. But then we said men's prayer breakfast, and it hadn't done so great. <laughs> and I tell you, sometimes maybe maybe it is because you might be a little timid about praying. A little scared about praying. But ultimately, that's our communication with God. Amen. You know, if I have a friend, if I have a friend, well, I hope I have a friend. <laughs> if I have a friend that I want to talk to and be in close contact to, you know what I have to do with that friend? I've got to talk to him. If I don't ever talk to that friend, then I'm not going to be very close to them. God is our friend, Amen. our provider, our shelter. But how often do we spend time praying? Pray for our food. Pray our night prayer. God keep me safe till morning. But where's the prayer time when you actually talk? That's what I want to speak to you about this morning is prayer. I want America back. But to even begin to think about getting America back, there's one thing that has to be done. And that's for church. You say, what church? Our church. Yeah. What people? God's people. Yeah. I believe as in Chronicles in the Old Testament, I also if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. pray. Then he'll heal our land. Yes. yes. I want God to heal our land, but God will never do it until we pray. And we think praying is going to God with a list of needs. And I'm sorry, but that's not what praying is. No. Alone. You can ask God for needs. Things that God, you need God to do. But prayer is more than just giving God. All right, God, I need I need this to happen. 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 All right, see you later. There's a communication that needs to take place between you and God. And and again, I will I'll say this too. And prayer is not just repeating the same words over and over again, hoping that something happens. And there's nothing wrong with it. We do have the Lord's Prayer that He gave us, but that prayer is not necessarily to be read over and over again every day. That prayer is a, 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 an example for us how to pray. You know, when Jesus was on the earth, His, his disciples came to Him and they said, Hey, Jesus, teach us how to preach. You think they asked Him to teach Him how to preach? You think they asked Jesus, they came to Jesus and they said, Hey, teach us, teach us how to, how'd you heal that, that blind man? No, they didn't ask him how to, how to heal a blind man. They didn't ask him how to preach. They didn't ask him what kind of shoes to wear. They didn't ask him where he shopped and got his latest, latest clothes at. They didn't ask him how to do the miracles. They asked him how to pray. Because they knew that God knew how to pray. Yeah. Well, we want to, I want to do this. 
I want to do that. But ultimately, we need to ask God to teach us how to pray. Anybody in this room has ever had an answered prayer? Man, that makes you want to shout. Uh, Run a lap if you can. Some of you might get stuck on the on the on the halfway through the lap, right? I might get stuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> but God has intended for prayer is our communication to God. God speaks to us through His Word. God speaks to us through other people. God speaks to us through song. God speaks to us through, through his rocks if he needs to. Amen. But how do we speak to God? Have you ever had a, a friend that it was always one way? You called them. You was the one communicating with them. You was the one, and they never called you back. And they ignored your text. And they would never, never return to you? How good of a friend are they? How good of a relationship can you have if you are always the one who calls and calls and calls and calls and texts and they never respond and they never do anything and they never, ah, it shows that they read it, okay, whatever. And they didn't even look and they didn't even turn to respond to me. How good of a relationship can that be? <laughs> how, many God, how many times has God spoke to you this morning? Have you spoke back? Yeah. I would hate to know that it's only a one-way conversation with God. Yeah. Hey, don't go there. Hey, do this. Hey, I told you to go. Right. And yet we don't speak back. That is not much of a relationship. Would you agree? Right, I agree. If I was to go around the room, I, if you would be honest, uh, where would you put your prayer life at a 10 or a 1? 10 being great and 1 being eh, not so great. Where would you put it at? I would think if we went around this room that every one of us would say, man, do you know what I need to spend more time doing? Yes. Praying. Yes. You think that I spend enough time praying? No. No. Because that's our communication back to well, I want things to change. Do you really want things to change? Have you prayed about it? How much time have you really prayed about it? I heard a statement said by a preacher before. Keep on praying till the light breaks through. Keep on praying to the Lord. He'll answer you. Have you ever been in that moment where you've prayed and 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 you've prayed and, you've prayed and, you've prayed and then all of a sudden God lets loose. Hey, when you don't feel like praying, guess what you need to do? Pray. pray. Paul's the one that said, pray without ceasing. Jesus is the one that said, men are always to pray. How much time do we spend praying? You, that is what, you know, many people would say, what, what's the most vital part of the Christian life? Bible reading or praying? Let me ask you, is breathing out more important or breathing in more important? You tell me. You've got to do both. You've got to do both. Right. If you don't pray, you're not communicating with God. Right. Okay. 
And if I don't pray, I'm not communicating with God. It's a one-way conversation. Prayer is vital to the Christian life. Heard a preacher say this, that man is capable of doing anything if he goes 30 days without prayer. I can't imagine what it feels like to go a 30 days without praying. No. I can't even begin to think about it. But to be honest, there are people in our world, and sometimes Christians, who never even think about prayer. That's right. I had a lady say this to me one time. I ain't got time to pray. I said, you don't have time to do what? <laughs> How in the world do you not have time to pray? He said, Preacher, what are you talking about? Prayer is breathing, just like breathing is to your body. Yeah. You need it. As much as you need it as a person, guess what our church needs? Pray. You say, are you going somewhere this morning? I'm, I'm going to read scripture in just a moment. Sorry. This text, they're dealing with government control. Mega. Government persecution. Major. And they meet together to pray because of what's going on. We're going to read in Acts chapter number 4. Verse number 29. And this is in the middle of the prayer. I, I'm not going to read all the prayer to you, but this is in the middle of the prayer. Verse number 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants with that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus and when they had prayed, the place, read it with me, was shaken. And when they had prayed, when they had prayed in that place, the Bible says, and the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Then they began to speak the word of God with Boldness, verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart yeah. and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they all had things common. You know what took place? Prayer took place. And the place was shaken. Because of prayer. And the place was shaken. You know what it means to have the shakes? Something's going on inside your body. Right. You know what it means if a church is shaken? Something's going on. And the place was shaken. How did they get... They didn't get it 
by dancing around up here. They didn't get it by doing this or doing that. They got it by praying. There was praying going on in the house of God. I remember I was in Bible college at the time and this man came to preach a prayer revival. His name was Tom Williams. Tom Williams is uh, at, very well known for praying and um, anyway so he came and did a prayer revival and it was great. That, son, that Monday, I think it was a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning, we had a morning session with him and uh, we're going in for prayer time. And I'm, I'm a Bible college student. I'm working a job. I'm working full-time. So I'm kind of probably, I'm, I'm a little bit tired because I've worked the night before. And so I go into prayer meeting that morning and I'm not ready for that prayer meeting like I ought to have been. And I remember sitting there in my seat and Brother Dr. Tom Williams gets up there and he begins, all right, we're going to pray. And so, you know, like normal, I, I figure, you know, five, ten minutes later, he'll be done. You know. For the next hour, he prayed. And you could feel the presence of God in that place. Yeah. And he wasn't saying the same thing over and over again. He was praying for people. God, and he began to list names of preachers and where they pastored at and what was the name of their town. And I mean, he was just praying for them. I left that meeting so convicted. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the most convicting places I've ever been, and he didn't preach a sermon. All he did was. Because I don't know if I could pray for an hour without a list and without a bunch of stuff to go over. That was convicting to me. These people in the book of Acts, they were praying and they were praying. They were praying until the place became filled with the Holy Ghost of God. It shook because of the presence of God. Hey, Christian. Hey. I want that. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. You say, you do? You know what it takes to get that? More than just a couple minutes of praying. Mm-hmm. It's time to time with God. I'm going to give you three simple thoughts. I know it's 12 o'clock, but I'm going to keep on going. Hopefully your roast won't burn, all right? Three simple thoughts. Number one is the effect of prayer. We've already heard testimony this morning of prayer, of an answered prayer. Yeah. We need more of that. 
Ian Bounds said what the church needs today is not more machinery or better machinery, not new organizations or more novels methods or, or novel methods, but men of prayer and women of prayer and mighty men and women in prayer. That's what the church needs. The Holy Spirit doesn't throw, flow through methods. The Holy Spirit doesn't flow through designs and cutouts. It flows through men of God who have decided to pray to God before the event started, before something took place. And this is what the effect of prayer is. It affects every person in this room. I am here today as a result of somebody who decided to pray. And the effect of prayer that took place in Acts chapter number 4 was the place was shaken. I want that kind of effect. When I go before God and I pray, I want to feel like I've accomplished something yeah. and not walk out like I haven't done a thing. Right. Amen. Amen. Because a prayer is supposed to change things. Prayer is supposed to change me. Prayer is supposed to change our surroundings. That's what yeah. prayer When God said, hey, if you have the faith of a mustard seed to say to that mountain, get over there. And it will. That's the kind of praying we need. Yes, yes. Jesus said it's not going to come easy, though. There's things that have to take place for you to say to that mountain to move. You want real change in your life, in our church's life, it's going to come through prayer. I've heard stories. Dr. Rice and Dr. Hiles, they were preaching a meeting, an outdoor meeting, and they were under a, a, a metal building outside with no sound system. And they began to preach and the rain began to drop. And the rain began to hit the, the top of the metal roof and made it very difficult for anybody to hear. And so Dr. Rice was up there preaching and all of a sudden the rain stopped. And he preaches and he finishes his sermon. He gets down and he sits down on the front pew they introduce Dr. Howes, and Dr. Howes begins to get up there and preach, and the, and the bottom falls out. And it's beginning to rain, and Dr. Howes looks down at Brother Ice, and he said, Brother Ice, he said, you go stand out in the rain a little bit. He said, because while you was up there preaching, I was up there praying to God to hold back the rain. It's your turn. And God held back the rain. I remember just last month we were meeting outside and the rain was coming at 11.05. It was raining and we asked God to hold back the rain and the rain stopped. Not immediately, not five seconds later, but immediately. Why won't God move in things and the effect of prayer comes when we pray. In unity, together, with each other, that God would move in a special way. The effect of prayer. The effect of prayer happened when I knelt beside my mama's bed. And God changed me right there. 
Yeah. And I prayed. Yes. I didn't know what took place that day, but God knew what took place when I asked Him to save me. I remember the day. And the effects took place right there. Many of you can sit here and say, you know what, I remember, I remember God answering this prayer. I remember protecting me here. I remember this. That's the effect of, of prayer. And the place was shaken. Number one, we see the effect of prayer. But number two, the endowment from prayer. You say, what do you mean by that? The power that comes from prayer. In that same verse, in verse number 31, he said that when they had prayed, the place was shaken, they were assembled, and they were filled with who? They were filled with themselves. They were filled with pride. They were filled with how good they were. No, they were filled with the Holy Ghost of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We are not sure. Uh, today we are not sure. Churches prefer the, the endowment of money instead of prayer. Men rely on their own charisma and their personality instead of the Holy Ghost of God. Some are even afraid of uh, certain churches because of the way they treat the Holy Ghost. They'll not be afraid of the Holy Spirit of God. Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wear it excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Every Christian across this room today, may I humbly submit to you to pray for the filling of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know what it's like when somebody, and the Bible uses a good analogy, you know what it's like when somebody is drunk with wine it changes their speech yeah. it changes their vision uh huh yeah. it changes their walk yeah. you think that's kind of interesting that God used that same analogy when he was talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost of God because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God he begins to change the way you yes. see things and the way that your mouth talks and the way that your feet go when you begin to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. What happens when a church returns to pray is the power of God can rest on this place. This ought to be God's house. The effect of prayer. The power of prayer. The endowment of prayer. And then lastly, number three, and I'm done. Is the enabling of prayer. You say, what do you mean? What happens when you pray? Something takes place. Look in verse number 31. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to what? Speak. How they speak? With boldness. Boldness. Hey, what does it enable us to do? 
The effect of prayer has its effect. The empowerment, the empowerment of God, of prayer, but then also it enables us to do something that we've never done before. When we pray. <coughs> the Bible says, and we talked about it a little bit in Sunday school, but Matthew 28, 19 and verse number 20. He said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. I'm sorry, go ye therefore and teach the net, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. What does that mean? When you pray and God fills you, He enables you to do what you need to do. And you know what we need to do? Take the gospel. We cannot take the gospel if we haven't been prepared. This church will never reach its full potential. And this preacher will never reach his full potential until he and, and our church understands how important prayer really is. You say, how does our church pray when every individual prays? Because of a 30-second prayer or a minute prayer at church, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you spending time with God. And I'm going to tell you, it's, not, it's going to take more than 30 seconds for you to pray and a place is going to be shaken. Right, right. For you to have the effects of prayer, it's going to take more than that. You know, sometimes God does. He blesses us. We'll say a prayer and God blesses it and he makes it work. Right, right. He does. But there are miracles that will take place if we will take the time to pray. Amen. The effects of prayer, the power of prayer. And then God's enabling us to leave these doors. How can I leave here? And Satan don't blow me down. How can I leave here and I not end up in the gutter of Satan's tricks and ploys and disasters that he has planned for us? How can I leave here without that taking place? Prayer. Every single day of the week, we need to prepare our lives by prayer. You roll out of bed, you need to pray. Yeah. And you say, well, I'm not a morning person. You pray, maybe it'll help make you a morning person. Right. <laughs> and have a cup of coffee. No, whatever it is. I'm just kidding. But ultimately, we need to pray. And I asked this question at the beginning of my message, and I'm going to ask it when I close. If you were to scale your prayer life from a 1 to 10, where would it be? A 1 or a 10, where would it be? You say, well, I'm right there in the middle. So you want to be average or you want to be better? How much time? Does this guy spend in prayer? How much time do you spend in prayer? Lord, I thank you for today. I pray that you've used me in spite of me. I know. I know. I don't pray as much as I ought to. Lord, I pray that you help me be more diligent. 
about praying. But Lord, also, I also know that there's probably people in this room that say, well, I think I need to improve on my prayer time. I want the effects of prayer. I want the endowment of prayer. I want the enablement of prayer for our country's sake. Lord, I pray so much that you will stop any hindrances to what's going on right now. Lord, I love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me ask a couple simple questions this morning. You say, Brother Trenton, I'm sitting here this morning, and I don't know.